Hello and welcome to Walking the Earth Podcast, the podcast about the travel lifestyle. Last time you heard part one of our conversation with Justin Cook from Empire Flippers, where we learn how Justin established his business, allowing him to become location independent. In part two, we hear more about Justin's concerns when he started the business, talk about entrepreneurship, and hear where he plans to go next. So sit tight, because here is part two of our conversation with Justin Cook. Yeah, but it's but it's it's amazing. Like coming back to to what you're doing right now, where you are, and what you've done with your you know entire business. You know, it's amazing that that there is the ability for us as people to be able to do that now. And you're one of the you know examples that I guess that we've we've talked to many different location independent people. You know, graphic designers, uh, web designers, uh, people running websites, journalists, etc., bloggers. But you're one of the ones I I feel that's that's really doing it. That's really hit something that's allowing you to now travel. You've been gone for years from the con- from the United States and you just you're out there. You are in you're out there in the world doing your thing. And if you can I mean just this being able to talk to you is is a te- you know it's it's just like I don't know. It's it's just very inspirational, I suppose, you know. Being able to I, see you know, success, you know. It was it was really interesting and and you know trust me we still have a long way to go so you know where we're at is if i look back to where you know, six years ago seven years ago and look at where i'm at i would be like wow that there's no way i'll be able to do that and that's pretty amazing but where i'm at now i'm like shit okay well we have a long way to go to really get to where we want to be so it's all relative right but i'm here i'm hearing what you're saying you're like you're a testament to blah I'm thinking well like, god dude this guy doesn't know like i have so much more shit like i'm not even close <laughs> to where we want to be well, well let me tell well, let me ask you this let me ask you this it, Plain and simply, are you you're living you're you're living comfortably while overseas and able to pay for your travel without? Yes. Okay. Is that then? That's pretty much answers. That's the pretty question. good. Yeah. That's it, so, right? I, I can't I can't complain okay. about that. I, but yeah. I, I will tell you though, there was there was a point though in our business where, um, especially with our outsourcing business, where I was worried. Well, first off, coming out of the Philippines, I was worried that I was going to have to go home tail between my legs and, you know, just go home a loser. And and let's say, you know, shit, I got to go get a job and I'm just screwed. And so that was a a worry a bit coming out. And then things kind of went smoothly and they didn't. So when our biggest clients started cutting back on us and we were were getting down to it, we had uh, replaced with some smaller clients, but not at the rate that that main client was cutting out on us. Right. And there was a time where I was really worried about, like what I'm gonna do? Like, or am I gonna? Is this a reality? Am I gonna go back, tail between my legs, and have a job and be screwed? And that was something I considered, and it was it was a scary situation. Now, luckily, um, we turned it around and were able to build it up. And there was a point at which, from that point, where I said, "Shit, I might have to go back to the U.S. and get a job and go back and feel like a loser," um, because <laughs> I was not because not because yeah. having a job in the U.S. is a loser, but because it would have not been achieving what I wanted to do. Gotcha. Like it would have been a I didn't. Uh, get what I where I was and I, I it, would, it would feel like a definite downturn for me or a definite you know, reversal um, but then I got to a point in our business and in, I think in my personal kind of like business development and even personal development where I realized I'll never have to do that again 
Right. Like, it's not kind of, not maybe. Like, right. I will absolutely never have to go back to the U.S. and take a job. That will not happen. Now, I may want to for some startup, for some crazy, whatever. Right. Um, but I'll never have to. And I think that was a really, it was amazing. Like, I was able to realize that and go, damn, I'll never, I'm, I'm out. I am out. Right. And that was awesome. And and you know what? And that's And that's it. That's the thing, is the confidence to know that if this, even if this venture fails... And we hope it doesn't. But if it does, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you have the ability to know that I can do this again. I can create something else. It'll pay my bills. I'll be able to live here. I don't have to move home, <laughs> with, like you said, with your tail between your legs. Yeah. And, and, and I think what I'm trying to get at here is, you know, ways for others like myself, Michael, our listeners, yeah. other people who are currently not happy with their current situation that are interested in moving towards a lifestyle that's more similar to yours. You know, if you have any, I don't know if there's any nuggets of wisdom. I'm, I know that your podcast is a lot about online businesses and websites and things like that. If there's any nuggets of wisdom or just any, any like simple advice you'd give somebody looking to get into this type of get out of the matrix yeah yeah (laughs) any any pointers there's no direct path so it's not like i could say you know this is this is the the way you need to go to make it happen it's just you know what works for one person may not work for someone else and i think it would be bad for me to say you know i think this is what you should do i I will say that there is a bit of a debate uh, amongst people that have made it out of the matrix i guess (laughs) uh, on 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 whether you should do it on a part-time basis keep your job until the part-time starts taking over that's whether you should or whether you should burn the ships uh behind you i'm curious about i'm curious about yeah like i'm curious about that because i you know you're what is this a conversation you had amongst other entrepreneurs Yes, other okay. successful entrepreneurs. So you know, and and it it ranges. And I really, I, I'm not sure I have a horse, and I think it's going to be kind of uh, dependent on you. And I, maybe I can give you kind of. I'm not sure I have this totally totally mapped out. I'm not. Don't exactly worry about sure, it. Sure, but I'll just, take just, I'll just take a stab. Yeah. Uh, some people argue that like if you, um, I'd say Joe. So my business partner definitely says that you should keep your job. You should work on on something on the side until it gets to the point that it takes over. My argument against that is that a lot of times people are doing it as a hobby. And so they have this thing on the side that, you know, this kind of online business hobby that they have, but they never really put the effort and energy into it that's required of it. And all their, because all their effort is being sapped by their employer. So they never actually go for this thing that just kind of remains a a hobby. But maybe those people aren't serious about actually doing it anyway. Maybe they, because I think there's value right now in people saying, yeah, I'm going to be an entrepreneur or I am an entrepreneur with their, you know, side gig because it's like popular and cool to say that. Not that they actually want to do that. They just want to look cool for their friends. So people that are really serious about it, I think that at some point quitting your job and really going all in on it, I think, I think gives you a better chance. And that's just my personal opinion. Um, I I mean, I would, not that I have a lot of uh, credibility in this area to say it, because I I have this one little rental business, but not like, I haven't gone and built up a company or anything like that, you know, but it does feel to me like, that's something I do kind of have in mind though, and as a, in my future, you know, going an entrepreneurial route. And um, I, I I do feel like I'd be better suited, you know, rather than going, you know, I so I quit my job a year and a half ago, rather than going back to a job and then trying to do it as a side gig, I think I'd be better off if I just devote myself fully into doing that thing. 
the question for me is what is that thing? But right. <laughs> um, <laughs> once I figure that question, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's just well, that's just kind of where I'm at right now, and, and that's okay. Like it's it's part of the exploration factor. Um, I mean, so in I'm, some I'm, sense. I'm, yeah, go ahead, I was going to say, some, some people argue like that, that failure is a good thing. You know, entrepreneurs should fail and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I just think I hate failure. I'd rather be successful. I think I deal with it. I, that doesn't, don't get me wrong. I do fail. I make mistakes and whatever. But, um, but I think that, you know, there's a real value in like having a position where you had a business and it failed. Like you right. didn't, you weren't able to make that work. And we, I, we had that with our mortgage company. And I think what I realized from that is it's not that bad. Right. It's not that like, you're like, like, okay, well, you're broke and you're like, God, this sucks. And you feel really bad about it for a couple of months. And then things kind of turn around and you get the next idea. You start moving on to something else. And it's yeah. just, it doesn't, it's not ultimately right. that bad. So you know that the worst case is not destitute, you know, mm -hmm. sleeping on the street. It's, it's not, <laughs> uh, it generally isn't like that. So, yeah. you know, knowing that because you've actually experienced it helps to be, I think, a bit more bold. Right. Yeah. I yeah. I th I think so. I think we have a lot. There's a lot of um, you know, fear uh, holding people back a lot of the time. And yeah. um, I mean, another. I think another aspect to it also is like, you know, I mean, Justin, you were saying you you all right, you're not where you want to be, but I I almost feel like that's that's a constant that'll be forever, no matter where you are in whatever stage of the game Sad, you're at. Yeah. There's always gonna be like a next thing you want to do. You know? Oh hell yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think I, I think that's true. And I think your expectations and kind of your comfort level and like your your income requirements, all that changes, and so you start to reach up a bit, and you're like, no, I want to get this, I want to get this, and right, yeah. I think I think too, like okay, I was I was with Mike, our apprentice. It's our current apprentice out here in Saigon. I was with him yesterday. And we were talking about uh, something new that we're working on. It's like an investor program, right? Where where people with no experience in building sites can have us run it for them. Anyway, it's it's a way for them to get involved, and they don't have to know about SEO or whatever because we run the site for them and split the the profits. Anyway, we were talking about this, and we were planning this out, and we were really excited about where this is going. Like it can be ridiculously big. I think there's a huge market for it, and just us talking about it got us so fired up about it that like. I, I know, I, I have a very good, um, I know this is gonna be a success because we, we when we talk about it together, we get together, we get excited like little schoolgirls. Like we're just so fired <laughs> up that, that that kind of shit is contagious. And we know that other people, investors, customers, uh, partners are gonna be on board with that. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. I know that's a winner. So I think if you have something like that and you can get it to where even it just, it just barely pays the bills and yeah. you have a job, Right. right, but you feel so good about this, and you're just so yes. fired up about it, and it is making money, meaning that customers think that there's value in the market, and right. you're just not giving it your full time. You should absolutely dump the job and go for it. Right. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's exactly how I'm kind of like seeking is like you know that kind of whatever the idea is that makes my blood pump the way you're describing. It. I'm like, yeah, just so excited and like, yeah, uh, yeah, and then find a way to turn that thing into a, something that's helpful to people and you know can earn money. That's like the dream. I feel like you know if you can turn that passion into like some an income source at the same time. Right. And so that's sort yeah. of like that's what I'm searching for at the moment. Think, <laughs> what is I, that thing? I think I you know Mike and I have talked about this a bunch, Justin. I think that you know they say that when you're investing in things, you should invest in things that you know. So if you worked, if you work in a coal mine your entire life, invest in the coal mine or invest in, 
if you know magic cards, invest in magic cards, you know, like, you know, invest in those types of things. So why not invest your life in things that you're familiar with, even though you might not think it's an incredible, you know, a crazy thing. Like, I, I don't know. Eh. I, I absolutely look, look, if, if, if I were, if I were just sitting around coming up with business ideas today and I had a business idea in the restaurant industry or in the you know, the iron mine industry or whatever, it would be ridiculous. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm exactly. just completely pulling right. it out of my ass. But because I'm because I'm in business and I have an industry or niche that I'm working in, I see opportunity all the time. So the best way to come up with ideas is to just, and that's why people say this, just to get started, is because once you're getting started means you have to do the work, right? right. So it means right. you have to understand your industry, you have to be digging into it. And when you start digging into your industry, you start to see these opportunities that no one else sees because they're not, they're not, they're not that into it. Right. They're right. not that deep into the industry. And so you're like, shit, there's opportunity here that people are totally missing out on. And I think that's where you're going to get your best ideas. And you know it. You know the industry so well that you're able to find opportunity where other people aren't. Right. Mm. Exactly. Well, um, yeah, Justin, I guess we'll ask you a question that we ask all our guests. Um, and that is, what is something that you would like to do in your life before you kick the bucket? But you haven't already done. Uh, I don't know. I've probably got a bunch, I, but I don't. I don't have an actual bucket list, so I give you something a lot better. But we were talking about it before the show, Songkran, man. I want to go to Thailand. Yes, and <laughs> yes. So, oh my god. I'm actually. I'm here. I'm in Vietnam, and we're gonna head over to Songkran for um for April. So that's awesome. That's and the folks plan. Are listening I, and don't so know what close. it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's this is the Thai New Year for <laughs> folks who don't know what it is. Big epic water fight throughout the whole country. Uh, yeah. yeah, you need yeah, to go, It's man. ridiculous. They, <laughs> these guys are so play. They have the, the concept of, what is it, Sanuk, right? And it's all, you know, it means like kind of play or playful, and, and they do a lot of that in Thailand. But, yeah, this, this yeah. water festival looks pretty awesome. It's something I've, I've known about for years and years, but was just never in Thailand around that time, and I'm so close. I think we're just going to pop over and check it out. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I, I cool. would absolutely recommend that. more. And, you know, I know you're debating which city to go to. I'm always partial to Chiang Mai, personally. <laughs> <laughs> but um, dude, I, I'm not Chiang Mai fan. Like, there's a whole Ho Chi Minh versus Saig or right. Ho Chi Minh versus <laughs> Chiang Mai thing going on. And I personally, I like both. I, but I think Chiang Mai for me is better. It feels more comfortable. It's like a Thai version uh, of Davao in the Philippines with, uh, with more expats. There's more expats uh, cool. in Chiang Mai. Interesting. But uh, it feels very comfortable and it's a smaller city. I, I'm yeah. I'm very comfortable there. Um, I can see myself there longer term. My girlfriend and, and our maid, on the other hand, much prefer big cities. So really? they're like, oh, yeah, Bangkok is way better, Ho Chi Minh. And it's funny because my girlfriend grew up in a very small city, smaller than Davao. But I think maybe she's just like sick of it. She's like, nope, I want the big city. I want right. the bright lights. I'm, I'm into that now. It's like, yeah, you're a big city I mean, girl, honey. I don't know what's going on. There is, I mean, <laughs> cities definitely have their um, attraction. They've, they've got, there is something to say for cities as well. But yeah, for me, I'm, I, for, I like that. You know that kind of relaxed atmosphere, right? And that like you're a hippie, kind of Michael. Everywhere. You're a hippie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I am. <laughs> you should do the Ubud like Bali thing, man. I'm sure. Have I, you, you been know, to Bali? I have not been to. Ba Actually, it's that, funny, Matt. Uh, those I was, are your people, man. I, you, I'm I, I you, really ought to. It it's it's funny. Actually, I was um, supposed to be in Indonesia right now. Um, I had a flight a week ago to leave the states. Um, I thought it was going to be just you know a short yeah. trip here. And um, 
I had a flight back. It was going to go through through KL and into Indonesia. And then, like, the day before the flight, I was like, oh, you know what? Uh, it was like the twist ending. Like, I'm not ready to leave the U.S. quite yet. I wanted to be kind of closer to my family. I, mm, I was gone for yeah. 15 months, you know? So it was like, uh, yeah. you know, I figured I'd want to stay closer for now. I, I think Southeast Asia is still going to be calling me back, though. So, for um, sure. I, yeah. Do you, let me ask you guys. Do you guys do, you guys do the travel hacking stuff? Um, um, so I... I don't I guess personally. more specifically, which like, um, so I, I, depends I, what you the mean. Credit card churns the. the oh, I do. Oh. I do have. Yeah, I, I do sign up for credit card and get miles all the time. Oh yeah, I do that stuff. My yeah, my I friends. Think, I think that's to, that's totally worth it. I our my buddy is uh, yeah, Eric just got a from Abroaders.com. He does uh. a podcast on the topic. Totally worth listening to. There's a, a great blog called ThePointsGuy.com, and basically, I mean, if you sign up for these credit cards and you play it right, um, you can get enough spend or get enough points to take crazy trips. I took my first first class international flight from uh, from LA to Thailand, and it was ridiculously baller, dude. I mean, insane. <laughs> and and yeah. you know, it cost me you know virtually nothing uh, with points and. Like, you know, I, I my business partner teased me about this. He's like, dude, I don't know. You know, this is some, like, false economy you're playing with. Your time would be much better spent on our business. It's probably true, but it's a hobby for me. And w when you have a business, like, you have spend, like, marketing spend and software spend. Mm. You know, we're spending thousands of dollars a month on these things. Uh, I might gotcha. as well be getting points for it. You right. know what I mean? And, like, there are people that have, like, drop shipping stores, for example. Let's say that the drop shipping store makes $10,000 a month. But the guy's not making that profit. He's making 20% margin. So he's making $2,000 a month. Right. And the dork in me says, wow, that means there's $8,000 a month in spend <laughs> to get points <laughs> on his yeah. credit card oh, buying the product. that's interesting. So yeah. the guy's making two grand net, but he's got 8000 in spend that he's getting points on. Oh, wow. <laughs> I I mean, I'm all about this stuff, man. I actually, true story. All my flights uh, since I quit my job, my flight, all my big flights, my flight to India and my flight back, um, back to the U.S. That was all on miles. Um, what? So, I didn't yeah. know that. I had no oh. idea. Oh yeah, man. I I and I did I did exactly this, man. Uh, what Justin uh, Justin Cook was saying, like I sort of um, I had all these credit cards. I, I had it. I have uh, a. American Airlines credit card got me 50,000 miles. A United credit card got me 50,000 miles. A British Airways yeah. credit card, 100,000 miles. Southwest, 50,000. I just got the Southwest card a second time to get another 50,000 miles. Um, <laughs> you're you're oh a trainer, man. Yeah. A, I am, man. So I flew to India completely on miles. I flew back to the States on miles. The flight I had uh, back to Asia, the one I didn't get on, uh, was through miles. And the way it works with American Airlines is actually I can take that flight any time before December without penalty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. so they, they, they do some they do some crazy shit with this stuff too where like you they because a lot of times you'll get a card you get fifty thousand miles but you have to spend three thousand dollars within three months or a thousand dollars in three months or whatever they yeah. requirements they have things called even if you don't have that kind of spend let's say you don't have a business and you're just using it for personal use but you can't quite get there they've got these things called manufactured spend which is basically just a way to pay with something on a credit card and either get basically that same value back some other way and there's there's all these different things you can do to get these points. <laughs> I've been playing yeah. with it. I, you know, I just I had a couple of credit cards before I started this, but it was they weren't even rewards cards. They were just whatever, right? For credit. And then mm. I started doing this. My first round, I got like six cards. I got another two. I got like ten additional credit cards now in the last six months, eight months, or something. Wow. Yeah, I I think it's a great. <laughs> I, actually, in fact, all the flights I've done since I came back to the U.S., I was doing all these domestic flights between different. It's all Southwest. Those cards I made from the 
that the points I made from that credit card. Like, oh really? I flew to, yeah, L.A., San Francisco, Houston. All these trips uh, were all on miles. Also, I'm an idiot. I need to get these cards like tomorrow, dude. Yeah, <laughs> look, yeah, look, do look, it. There's there's the Broaders uh, podcast is totally worth listening to if you're into this stuff or want to learn about it. And then there's a website uh, called a blog called The Points Guy. Um, he's like a get started here. Yeah, I've seen that it's one Actually, too. those guys are super sharp and can can I think get you started. It's it's really kind of exciting. And for me, like I'll do, I'll just buy the short hop flights, like around Southeast Asia or whatever. But I want I want to fly like a boss yeah, the Air on Asia long hauls, <laughs> right? I'm doing I'm, I'm doing like U.S. to to Asia. I want to eat at least business class. Right. And so with American Airlines, for example, I think it's like. 35 for economy, 55 yep. for business, and 67 for first class on the saver program. So, I mean, it's not that much more to get business, and it, the, the difference is night and day, dude. It's just, yeah. Well, you, don't awesome. you don't you get like these super reclining chairs with almost like a sleep chamber type of yeah. deal? Yeah, oh dude. Like God. a lot of times, a lot a lot of them will go yeah, fully flat, annoying. and they'll actually make into a bed. Yeah. You get your own private screen. It mm. feels like you're kind of separated from the other people, like. It's fantastic. Joe and I did business class uh, back to the U.S. this last time. Right. And, uh, you know, it was the first one was not so great. It, it's all about they call it the product. Right. And that's the quality of the seat and whatever. Our yeah. second one, the long haul was fantastic. But first class, dude, it was ridiculous. Like, I feel like they're flying a plane just for me and a couple other people. I barely saw the other people in in this tiny cabin, um, which is like which has like six seats or something. And it's, it's, it's massive compared to they put like 30 in there normally. And, uh, like, the bed lays down, and they actually come and put, like, a mattress, like, pad on top. I'm yeah. a big dude, and it's too wide for me. I, I could have had two people in there. It's oh, my ridiculous. God. That's crazy, They're serving man. caviar, champagne. <laughs> it is, it's oh. a totally different experience. I oh. got there going, can't we fly a little further? Like, can't, can't we stay on this plane a little longer? It's insane, dude. Oh. It's, yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I, I'm looking that up. I'm so spoiled now. I don't want to go. I going back to economy on a 12 hour flight. <laughs> I want to shoot myself, dude. I, yeah. I um, so I, I, do, I do fly economy for the um the flights I've taken, even the big flights, just because I'm still kind of in the mode of like uh, you know the saver kind of mode of yeah uh, yeah. But I have flown business class in the past. Like actually back in the day, um when I you know was like a working man, and I had a business trip to Singapore, and I did fly business class Singapore Air, and I was just. Yeah, it's oh. like you're describing. You have this flat bed and this whole, uh, this the, your private little TV, your little pod you're in, kind of. And uh, it was it, it was an amazing, yeah. amazing experience. Um, I haven't, um, yeah, I, I I'm at this point I'm still kind of saving up, uh, saving up these miles I have as best I can. Although I did get to keep the miles I earned from that business class flight to Singapore. So That's that, nice. <laughs> that helped me. Honestly, I. I, I you're, I think you're traveling quite a bit, Michael, too. So, like, if you're trying yeah, to save yeah. your points so you can get more travel in, I think that's worth it. I think if you're oh, doing yeah. the long hauls less often, then um, then saving up for the business or first is, is something you should well, do. I'll tell you this, though, too. If you've never if you've never done business or first and you're still kind of new or starting out or new with the credit card stuff or whatever, you yeah. might want to hold off a bit because I swear to God, you're not going to want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. Yeah. Well, Michael, I... I I have it a is hard to go back. I can I can attest to that. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I did it once from LA to New York, and it was worth it. It was worth yeah. it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna get into. I'm figuring like shooting for six months and trying to 
head somewhere far and I, I don't go far and too often. Are you going to go backpacking for six months? Uh, not for six months. I'm saying in six months, I'm oh. looking to go travel somewhere. So I'm going to try uh. to get a credit card and look up tra- travel hacking um, oh, tips. Yeah. My buddy actually well, go, to the, a, go to the website. Uh, what was the one yeah. you said, Justin? It was um, uh, thepointsguy.com. The points guy. Right now, I've I seen get that one the before, U.S. Yeah. Yeah, because American Airlines is pretty good. American Airlines points are pretty good for coming to, to Asia. So you get American yep. Airlines card and the U.S. Airways card, which U.S. Airways is merging with American Airlines this year. So they'll actually turn into American Airlines points as a way to, to sneak some more of the, the American oh. Airlines miles in. I've got like 19,000 U.S., so let me see if I can keep building those. Yeah! Woo! Yeah, I'm US going to Asia! That'll, that'll merge with your American, man. <laughs> You'll be out there. No That's time. so cool. <laughs> I'm excited and I can't hide it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, um, Mr. Mikey. Yeah. Well, um, this was awesome uh, having you on the show, man. Um, yeah, it was really good. Uh, very, uh, like Justin said, very inspirational. Um, as I think, you know, what what you've done is sort. You've gotten to that point, like you were saying, right. you know, where you kind of. Um, you pass that threshold where you know, hey, I don't have to go back, um, and I, I think that's that's what I'm targeting is to get there, get to the point with my entrepreneurial ventures personally, like, hey, right, where I I, I know I'm yes, I'm at the I, I don't have to go back point, and so, I don't yeah, it was it, it was exciting, like I, I I think I had that realization on my own, but I remember uh, as soon as I could or the next time I I was with Joe. I like told him with almost tears in my eyes, like, dude, we're never gonna have to do that. You understand that we're at this position where that's not. <laughs> gonna happen we're fine and right. he's like yeah man yeah i don't think if he had it before he's like contemplating it but yeah it was it was a big thing for me I, I don't know that was probably the biggest turning point we i had i felt in business was not um not having to do that again or not not having that worry anymore so i have other worries the worries yeah. never go away but like yeah, i don't have the sure. worry that i'm going to be stuck forced to go back to the u.s because i couldn't make it or couldn't hack it that one's Luck, thankfully and luckily gone. Um, now it's yeah. just the new big, bigger worries. <laughs> right, and a, yeah, and, and again, it's uh, Justin. It's it's you, you're still gonna have that, you know, vision in the future. But just let you know what I was saying before is just yeah, man. You know, a bunch of the people we've talked to, we're we're trying to get to that independent point, and it's kind of cool talking to somebody who's realized that. So, oh, thanks, yeah. man. I appreciate it, guys. All yeah, right, absolutely. Uh, and so folks can find, if they want to hear more from you, you've got your own podcast. So uh, we'll definitely uh, point folks in that direction. You, you kind of shortened the name recently. It used to be called Empire Flippers Podcast, right? It's just Empire Podcast now? Yeah, man, Empire Podcast. And then you can check me out on Twitter at Empire okay. Flippers too. I, I do the tweets. So All right, check, awesome. Check it out. And empireflippers.com. If you're and if you are someone who you know, if you have a website that you want or you want to buy a website, maybe you want to learn more about that kind of trade, uh, empireflippers.com would be a – Great resource if yeah. you're interested in that sure, man. Uh, aspect of it. Um, All right. But yeah, Justin, thanks, thanks thank for you. coming on the show. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Oh, thanks, and, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Walking the Earth podcast, the podcast about the travel lifestyle. We'll talk to you next time. Take care. Next time on Walking the Earth Podcast, Mike and I have a conversation with Kevin Koskela from the Freedom Loving Podcast. We talk about freedom, returning to the U.S., talk about travel, compare our notes about different trips and experiences from the road, relationships on the road, and traveling with other people. 
So check it out here next time on WTEpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe on Stitcher, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Check us out on Twitter at WTEpodcast. We'll talk to you next time.